Hello, I'm Faye Dicker of Freelance Mum. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever sat in one of those particularly long group discussions that you wondered, will it ever end? The chances are you probably have. And if that's the case, then you could do with working with someone like Helen Jewell. She's a professional facilitator. And I got to find out a little bit more about her work and exactly what facilitation means. I'm Helen Jewell and I'm a professional facilitator. A facilitator is someone who... uh, designs a process which helps a group have better discussions and then they facilitate that process so it's about getting different people to be able to communicate well with each other in a group setting it's about helping those people who are a bit more quiet maybe get involved in the discussion and not letting people who are a bit more loud sort of taking over that discussion and uh, facilitating it in such a way where there are some outputs at the end of it so you are not having a discussion that goes round and round in a circle the facilitator is managing that discussion and managing the dynamics in the room and making sure there's a really good good space good environment for those discussions to take place so really you're bringing the best out of people um, when it comes to being in these big discussion groups making sure that everybody's voice is heard Yeah, it's about um, providing uh, the right environment so you are enabling people to say what they really need to say. It's about capturing those great ideas that may be hidden sometimes because people are too sort of shy or to speak up. It's about asking really good questions as well. That's really important. So if you ask the right questions, that catalyzes thoughts and ideas in people's brains and it helps them to sort of uh, think about things in the right way. Creating a good communication environment so that people can really sort of work well together yeah and bring bringing the best out of them really hey can you come and take a seat somewhere or if you want to stay standing that's completely fine as well sitting down is not compulsory good evening Uh, my name is helen jewel from jewel facilitation i am a professional facilitator so i'm not part of the tech for goods team but i am hoping that i'm going to help you have some good discussions this evening we are going to take a really open space it's called open space approach to this evening which means there's no agenda there's no set questions anything like that the idea is that you can come up with the things that you want to discuss Grab a piece of paper, the colours don't mean anything, just want to make it bright and interesting. So it's something that you want to discuss this evening. What was your route into becoming a facilitator? I mean, was there skills that you look back on now that, although it wasn't immediately obvious, that you've always had that have pointed you in this direction? Well, I used to be a speech and language therapist, so 20 years ago, that was my uh, first foot into the professional world. Uh, I suppose I've always had a real interest in communication and how people communicate with each other. Um, I sort of went from working as a speech and language therapist, I worked with children, to working overseas. I went to live in Nepal. I taught teachers how to in speech and language therapy skills there, and I got into the world of training, and from that I kind of I learned more about facilities facilitation and facilitation is different from training in the sense that you are drawing information out of people you're helping them to have a a good discussion rather than sort of giving them new information 
and I think my ability maybe to uh, read the room if you like to understand the way people communicate the communication processes really helps me to work with people in that way so for me that roots is is all really about sort of good communication and bringing people together and understanding how to listen and how to ask good questions and those things all sort of come together really for me and when was your personal light box moment or light bulb moment when you realized actually all of this comes together quite nicely and I think facilitation is the route for me I think it's been a sort of gradual process but um, when I was working in international development I went and facilitated um, a few sort of they were evaluation programs I just really thought this is this is the thing for me you know this is what I absolutely love doing I love hearing different people's voices um, and then I went on a, on a training course and I learned how to do it sort of properly if you like and I, I thought this is really it, it's just so kind of fulfilling you get a really good buzz out of just involving lots of different people involving different voices and really finding out about things how are you finding this process for you oh, it's interesting I've never done it before but I think we're gonna find out you know because my idea I was just like is it too out there you know it's quite high tech a lot of the um, sort of problems that these charities and non-profits might be facing are maybe quite simple things looking at the board you know things to do with like Mailchimp uh, contacting people communication CRM there's no reason why you can't also sort of try and shoot for the stars as well right and is it useful to see them all put together like this and the different groupings and categories yeah, again, like I'm, yeah, I'm just having a look now and, and seeing how it's all going to uh, work out. And I think we'll, we'll find out in the end how well it's going to work. I think at this moment, I don't quite have an idea. So I'm looking forward to it. I like the way that you keep it almost deliberately low tech. Lots of pens, lots of sticky pads, lots of ideas to keep those ideas flowing. I mean, there's lots of different types of facilitation. So um, virtual facilitation is, is quite a big thing now, doing facilitation online. And I think that's really important. I think there's a lot of, certainly a lot of environmental considerations when you, to be had when you're pulling people together for a workshop. I think one of the um, biggest impacts environmentally is actually on travel. So if you have to travel a long way to a venue, then it's probably better to, to choose a sort of more virtual environment for that. But actually, for me, if I work locally, then it's, you know, much better to get people face-to-face and working, you know, together. Using, I think, as much as many different tools as possible, and I think people really respond to being able to to draw, to, to write, to play around a little bit. And if it's, you know, if it's just somebody talking, sometimes that's not enough. And I think using screens and stuff can detract from people having good conversations. I think the other thing about facilitation is you're not necessarily presenting information to people. So that need for technology is, is a lot less. I'm very low tech. I like my sticky wall. I like my bits of colored paper. I like lots of good colored pens. I like a bit of Lego, a few pipe cleaners, all of that to try and really keep people focused and interested in, in the discussions that are going on. My name's Helen, Helen Woodcock, and I work for a company called KETL, and uh, we're a data integration system integration company. And in my part-time role as a Tech for Good uh, coordinator, uh, we have been delighted to have Helen come and help us facilitate our first um, event where we've merged Bristol and Bath, so that's why we're here tonight. And why did you decide to get a professional facilitator as opposed to just put on an evening yourself? 
I think uh, there's a lot of unknowns when you're running an event like this. So we never know who's going to turn up, how many people are going to come. And um, especially because it's a kickoff event, we don't really know um, the kinds of help that people want. So it's not as if we could have um, put together a, a pre-organised um, session on CRMs, for example, because we don't know yet whether that's what the, the group wants. So tonight having Helen's help to gather um, requirements, gather um, potential future events and just to really help the, the, the group to start to, to feel comfortable talking to each other I think is the main thing. So it's a changing picture, you don't know people's needs until they walk in through the door. Yes exactly and, and also um, you know huge generalisation but quite often um, we have people who are um, uh, learning to become technical experts and uh, quite often they are students and they are quite shy so coming to an event like this can be quite daunting. Um, people who are established in the technical um, arena can also be um, you know find sort of social interaction um, quite complex and 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 sometimes people don't like talking in front of people so again having Helen's help to make that seem a really natural thing to do has, has been really useful. So again I'm generalising here but you could be working predominantly with introverts are you finding it a useful process then to have someone to help elicit and get the best out of people? Yes I would say so quite often um, in the the Tech for Good events, we struggle sometimes to get parity between uh, the technical specialists and the charities. Again, huge generalisation, but quite often the charities are, are, are really good at kind of at talking and communication. Um, and I think that Helen's help in just making that seem really straightforward for the technical specialists is, is really useful. How do you think the evening's going so far? I think, uh, well, I think, um, as you can hear from the background, you know, everyone's talking. Um, the, the layout of the, um, of, the, of the specific areas that people want to get help from, I think, is, is quite clear. And everyone seems really engaged. So I would say it's really successful. And are there any typical types of groups that you like working with or that suit your style of facilitation? I really enjoy working with creative teams. Often they're teams that are really busy they've got lots of ideas lots going on but actually they don't really often have the time and space to revisit those ideas to plan to reflect so taking time out is is quite a big deal and when they do take time out then they need somebody for, to facilitate those discussions properly sometimes i work with uh, external groups of stakeholders so those are lots of different people coming together and that's more of an event they tend to be people that are quite busy quite creative have lots of ideas lots to talk about but don't really have the time and space to do it i guess you remain a neutral party there can be conflict in a room i would imagine at some of these events that require a facilitator yeah and I mean it's quite a critical sort of part of facilitation actually that neutrality and it's it's a really important role that we play in that we don't have a vested interest in any of the outcomes of a workshop it's uh, important not to be sort of swayed you know by by what people say our role is to stick to the process make sure that discussion happens and whatever comes out of it is whatever comes out of it it shouldn't, uh, the facilitator should never sort of sway that, that at all. So 
I'm Annie Legg and co-founder of Doc Projects and also of Tech for Good. This, this event is really the beginning of a merger between two Tech for Good groups we've had in Bath and Bristol and we wanted to do a bit of an experiment and do something a bit different which is to try and bring as many techies as we could into the room along with charities that are often seeking digital and tech volunteers. And what made you bring in a professional facilitator? Yeah, well, we realised actually that it was going to be increasing as we got closer to the event, that it was going to be quite a challenge to facilitate people that are coming to look for quite digital techie projects with charities that may not also know what types of skills that they need. And actually that needed to be quite cleverly facilitated because what we wanted was really people to leave tonight feeling that they actually had some skills they could give back to the community or else they had a place where they could come and ask for support and seek kind of mentoring and advice and that needed to be quite carefully managed. And how has this event run differently as a result of having a facilitator? Yeah, I think it's, um, well I can tell even by the noise and background, there's like a real vibrance and energy in the room as well. So I think it really needed somebody that was not distracted by being a charity or a tech volunteer that was purely here about making the room work together. So has it been useful for you from an events organiser point of view having a facilitator here? Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) So Helen's coming to, we're having a similar event in Bath next week and again that will be quite different and I think part of it's about having the confidence to do things differently and so sometimes actually having a professional facilitator who's able to kind of just read the room and change the activities depending on what they're kind of seeing and feeling and that needs somebody who's got a lot of expertise and has done it a lot. I guess from an events organiser point of view as well, it allows you to relax a little bit more. Yeah, I was going to say, this has been one of the most enjoyable events I've had because actually I've been able to be part of it um, and not actually try to get to a point of um, the purpose of the evening. It's actually just happening quite organically. Um, So yeah, I think it's a really exciting um, approach, particularly for these more community mobilising groups, whereas actually that's what we're trying to do is actually get people to talk, collaborate and work together. On a personal note, you must be um, a nightmare attendee for anyone running a workshop. Do you find yourself turning up to workshops and, you know, casting a critical eye over everything? I try not to do that, but I am aware that I do sometimes make people nervous. So uh, my preferred method of learning is actually very much to go on a workshop. I really enjoy uh, learning from from other people and learning, you know, working in that workshop environment. But I I realise that when I turn up, sometimes people do look at me and start to feel a bit scared. So, um, yeah, I don't mean to do that, I promise. With some... uh juicy information on and you feel like feeding back or maybe if you don't somebody else in the group stood stood beside you might feel like feeding back if you can just share with the rest of the group the kinds of things that you talked about so uh, we talked about online ads first so you can advertise through what's called uh, ad grants account and that is essentially free advertising um, and you can also advertise through a paid ads account so where you actually pay for the advertising online I was just thinking you sound like you know what you're talking about <laughs> are you, are you, you going to be able to offer any time for Helen Jewell of Jewel Facilitation working her magic there. It was an absolute joy to watch her bring that event to life and she delivers workshops in such a fantastic way. If you're a fan of Helen's work, you can check out her website at Jewel Facilitation. That's J-E-W-E-L-L facilitation.com or you can come and meet her at the brainstorming booth at Freelance Mum.